Hello football fans and welcome to View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week in the Premier League review, we look back at the action from the weekend with draws for United, Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs giving Leicester and Palace an unlikely place in the top four and VAR giving Villa fans plenty to talk about. We'll be looking to keep our 100% record with another teaser from Pete. We have more stats in the Wonders of White and has Chris given up in the predictions challenge. We have the EFL review and Yeovil watch and we'll also be taking a look back at last week's Champions League draw. Hello and welcome to episode four of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, it's Rich here and as always, Chris is with us. Hi, Chris. Hi, Rich. Are you okay? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good, good, good. Lots of action over the weekend, so plenty to talk about. Um, so without further ado, we'll go straight into Pete's teaser. So we're free from free. So... Um, Let's see what Pete's got for us this week. Well done for last week's uh, answer. This week in Premier League history, which club have lost the most matches? Good question, Pete. That's a good one. Any ideas, Chris? Uh, I have a an idea. There's going to be... Um... Lots of people to choose from. I guess we need to just think about who's been in the league the longest. I would suggest that that's where we start. <laughs> Probably yeah, top. And then, and then we'll, <laughs> yeah, good one. And then we'll uh, we'll work back from that. Um, so uh, we'll come back to the teaser at the end of the podcast. Um, see if we can uh, be four for four. So we'll get straight into the Premier League action from the weekend. Um, and especially for you, Chris, we're going to start at Stamford Bridge. Mm. Um, so earlier in the week, you said that you were happy with a point at home against Sheffield United. I'm, I'm calling you out on the podcast. Your views, please. Um, was that was that a true statement? And that, your was, views? that was not a true statement. <laughs> I was just winding you up. Um, my view on the actual game itself is it's it's another game where we should have just wrapped it up in the first half. And, and this is exactly the same case when we played Leicester, you know, a couple of weeks back. Just didn't didn't finish the chances, and we didn't create enough. I didn't think and. You know, it's like as soon as you concede, what, 40 seconds into the second half, you're kind of going to be on the back foot a little bit. Um, so it was disappointing, but I, I guess that the kind of silver lining on it all is that Tammy Abraham scored twice again. Um, I think we both sort of said at the start of the season we were slightly concerned where the goals might come from. Um, but... You know, I thought it was two well-taken goals, but you know, the the defense, Sheffield United's defense, kind of helped out a little bit. But you know, the game the game was uh, was full of errors, to be honest with you. But you know, it's hard. I know Aspilicueta has come under a lot of scrutiny this weekend as well. I'm glad um, you. I'm glad you can say his name. All in <laughs> all, in the papers are saying that obviously when this young uh, Reese James is is fit to play that he'll be he'll be 
the number one choice. So time will tell. But it's um it's it's a strange it's it's a bad time to concede, isn't it? Just before half time or just after. So just because after it completely it either completely changes your halftime team talk or well, it, everything that was said is out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, absolutely. If they score early in the second half. Um just just on a Tammy Abraham, I think I've got to sort of hold my hands up and I mean he's we'll say has he got four? Four in four his last two. two. Yeah. All all very good finishes. And I, I was a bit worried about where the goals would come from, but I credit where it's due. Um, I think he's played really well. Uh, I mean, both the goals for Chelsea were defensive mistakes from Sheffield United. Um, But flip that over, the the way they come, the way that they came back was pretty impressive. Yeah, no. I'm I'm going to refer to him as Dave because he is now (laughs) Dave as far as. But I mean, he gets he gets nutmegged, didn't he, for the I think it was the first or second goal. Yeah, and then the ball gets the 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 ball goes into the box and. It's it's all, they're almost zonal marking even from like a cross for me, um, and the the attacker just just it's almost almost wants the ball a bit more gets to it. it. I mean, both goals were quite similar. I thought they both came down the left, um, down Dave's side. I think teams are starting to um, starting to to yeah. pick him out really and go down that side, but. Um, you fooled me, Chris. To be honest, I thought it was honest. You were quoting Sheffield United's away record, like well, some that, sort that of. That is expert. actually true. That <laughs> is actually true. Their away, that, that like they've lost one in their last sixteen away games. That was actually true. That was yeah. True. Um, but, but where we go from now, I, I, you know, our next game is against Wolves as well, and they, I know they haven't won yet in the season, so they're going to be well up for that. So. Mm. You're a different side without without Kante playing i think yeah um, there's there's a lot of talk i've heard since the game about almost how chelsea are playing how lampard used to play going forward they're quite fleet uh free flowing um but on going the other way there seems to be a bit a, yeah. a bit of an issue i mean lampard was never known for his defensive play when he was a no, player yeah. he just wasn't that sort of play he had people like makaleli in there who would do that job for him um mount, i don't know I think mount i think has been our best player this season so far which is you know considering he was playing in the championship last season i think he's done awfully well yeah so i'd agree far. i'd agree it's just mm-hmm. you're conceding a lot of goals um, he changed it as well on Saturday. He started to mooring over Christiansen, but I, I just think we need Rudiger back. I think he's kind of he's going to be the leader of that back four. And I mm. do, I do think when Reese James is fit, I do think he'll he will get a few starts ahead of uh, Spanish Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess it's like with every club though. International break now. You're hoping that. Your players come back fit, yeah. Because um, I think that's one thing Chelsea probably can't afford is to to lose some some oh, of the yeah. more established players. But um, I know a points a point. I think Sheffield United will upset a few teams this season, um, and they 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 play with a lot of passion. Um, uh, and I love their manager. He's so frank and honest, isn't he? His, his yeah, name he was... isn't Frank or honest, but. Mm. 
he's, um, not, he's not scared to say what he really thinks, does no, he? No, and I think that's a good thing. Um, point's a point, but I'm glad you admitted that you were having me on, <laughs> pulling my leg, because that's been going on for quite a while now. Um, anyway, so we'll stay in London. Um, Arsenal Spurs. A uh, few things from me. I think playing Sanchez at right back wasn't too sure about that, especially when Serge Aurier is on the bench. I know he's not fully fit, um, but I think that's why I know we've mentioned it before, but with Carl Walker-Peters being injured, it's maybe an area that Spurs should have strengthened, obviously with Trippier going to Madrid. Um, so that wasn't great. I mean, he didn't have the greatest of games, but he's out of position. Um, so I think you can probably allow him for that. Um, I guess the main talking point is Harry Kane. Harry Kane dive. I'm not sure what you think. I didn't. I didn't think it was a. I don't think it was a dive. I just don't think there was an, enough for me. I think to to give a penalty for that. I, I wouldn't say he died intentionally. Died. I know he's he's, he's looked he's, for it, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's looking he's, for he's, it. He's back in. He's into initiated. It, he's yeah. In, he's initiated the contact and gone down under that contact. But I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't call it a dive. I wouldn't personally. say it's a dive. But I wouldn't say it's a penalty either. I wouldn't. No, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd um, agree. I'd, I don't think it was a penalty. But this I is. Think, yeah, sorry, carry I, on, Chris. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say. Obviously, you. Um, we just spoke about scoring goals before and after half time, and uh, Lacazette scored one. Obviously, for Arsenal just before half time. Um, that was the most disappointing thing for me. I think yeah. in the first half, um, I mean, we, we can cover the points. David Luiz, for me, he's done exactly what he did against Mo Salah um, last week with, with Son, where he, he's too close to him. Instead of sort of taking a step back or staying put, he steps into him and allows Son to turn him, which then <clears throat> he lays it into Lamella, which leads to the goal. He can't help um, himself, can he? Just... <laughs> no, no, he can't. And, I mean, granted, Zach, the penalty, oh, There was there's so many people that have said they actually missed the penalty because they were following the ball. The tackle was so late. Yeah. That that they didn't see. I mean, that's it's just ridiculous. Um, and it's I mean, it's kind of similar to the Chelsea going. We, we were both two 0 up and went on to draw two two. But the Lacazette goal. I mean, Spurs had so many chances to just get rid of the ball, and it yeah, just it, it just kept around. coming back. It yeah, just it kept coming back. And it's a yeah. it's a great finish. Nice finish. Yeah. That, that goal that goal gives them the momentum. And to be honest with you. I think even when it was two one, I was I was a bit worried. I was worried to the extent where I think I would have taken a point before the game, um, especially with the performance against Newcastle last week. But I think that because that gave them the momentum going into the second half, I was I was quite happy with a point in the end, to be honest. Um, Gwen Doozy. I think that's how you say his name. He had a good game, he's, didn't he? Yeah, he is start, he, he, for me, he's one of my favourite players for Arsenal. I don't know what it is about him, but his ball for the um, Aubameyang goal was inch yeah. perfect. Um, and, and literally every, everything that Arsenal were creating going forward, it just seemed to start with him. Um, you know, I, he, I, he, was, he, was, he was definitely man of the match, but oh, it, yeah. it surprised me that uh, Sabolis didn't play or didn't start because I thought no. um, I thought he's played okay 
Um, and I think him, along with Pepe, Aubameyang and Lacazette, it's a really, really sort of potent... Well, um, yeah, they started very attacking, didn't they? With, all, they did, with Pepe, but, Lacazette and Aubameyang all up front. Yeah, but very... how weak are they at the back? Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that yeah, is, no denying that's Arsenal's problem. Yeah. It's almost like they'll score four, but they'll let in six. It's almost like how Newcastle used to be years ago under Keegan, where they would score more than they concede. But I think Arsenal are going to concede more than they'll score. Um, I mean, Ericsson, I think that's a long-running saga. I think that... It's over, the, over now, and it? That's a good thing. To... I mean, there's a lot... Of, just, just to sort of finish off on this game, there's a lot of talk about Spurs in the press at the moment and a lot of negativity. And... I love Poch, and I hope he stays at Spurs for a long, long time. But I think part of the thing that's causing the problems is his comments he makes to, in press conferences or after games where he's saying about he should be a coach, not a manager, and that when the transfer window's closed, he's going to have a party and all sorts of things like this. And I can't help but think that a lot of the... And I, know, I think Kieran Tripp has said something in the press this week, hasn't he? <laughs> He said About, it was a step up, not a step down. Yeah. The first thing he said, mm, it? Yeah. And, I mean, I know that there's... He's saying that he heard rumours that they were going to sell him, which is never a good thing. Um, but I just kind of hope, now the window's closed, I know, I know it's all going to come back around again in January when we've got another transfer window and players who are in the last year of their contracts can sort of sign, sign with other European clubs. So I'm sure it's going to come back around in January, but... I almost feel that this is almost like the top of the curve for this Spurs side, that if they don't do something this season, then I think players might start to go. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, we've gone backwards from last season, but I think it's time's running out to start, to start winning trophies, I think for Spurs and they've got to start doing something pretty quickly, I think, but yeah, I'll take a point. I'll take a point. Just frustrating. We lost to Newcastle because that point at, we've gone to we've gone to Arsenal and City and drawn both, which isn't. It's not bad. actually too bad, is it? Isn't no, it, it really? isn't. It isn't too bad. But um, so we'll go to Southampton, Man United. I'm not sure what's going on at United. I said it's such a weird, weird feeling when you're watching them. Like there's there's something going on and. You know, I know that Chelsea are struggling, so, you know, but, you know, after they beat Chelsea 4-0 first game of the season, and it, that just seems like they peaked right there. And then ever since then, you know, they've they've gone that, and I still stick by that they should have replaced Lukaku. They should never have sold him until they actually had someone there. And I, I know they're, they're pinning a lot on Rashford scoring the goals, and he's not. I don't, I don't think he wanted to play there, though. I don't think he wanted to be at United. Uh, but I don't know. Is a is a half yeah, infused Lukaku? Why didn't they? Than... So, yeah, but why didn't they sign someone? I, don't, I really don't understand. Um, but I mean, they got good that, money for him as well. Yeah, yeah. Saying that Southampton, obviously after the sending off, which was stupid. I don't know why he's gone. Oh, it's a like crazy that. second yellow, wouldn't it, really? They actually, uh, Yoshida came on and they, they actually defended really, really well. But to be fair, they weren't put under a lot of pressure. You know, they dealt with what they had to, but I don't think Man United went on 
you know, you, you know, Man United against ten men, you'd expect them to be scoring a couple of goals, but they just didn't look. They just, I don't know what it was. They just didn't wasn't working for them. But. I think that there's that there's starting to to get a clear divide between. I know we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about Liverpool, and Man City later, but they're almost easily expected to win. Uh, yeah. And I think this is where there, there's a gap between them and the rest that United in, in this game and even in, with Palace last week, they will put pressure on, but not pressure like they used to when, when Alex Ferguson was there. There's pressure, but you don't, you don't have much confidence that they're yeah. actually going to get a goal. All possession and that in the final third doesn't really mean a lot. I mean, what, what struck me with this game before when I saw the team is... If you if you take out Rashford and Pogba from that United side, and but bearing in mind how inconsistent both of them are, but if if you took them out at their best, that is a pretty average Man United side. Mm-hmm. I think even with Harry Maguire in, where he he, I think he probably has made them better defensively and Wan Bissaka as well, but. To me, they haven't got... Um, Martial's injured. They haven't got a lot going forward. And there's even United fans that are saying that they would have kept hold of Sanchez because if you look if you look at their bench on Saturday, yeah. they apart from Mason Fair. Greenwood, who who's... I mean, he's unproven. He's young. I don't think they've actually got that much going forward, which is very un-Man United. I see also that Juan Bissaka has had to... Is being pulled from the England squad. Yeah, he's, he's pulled out injured. Well. Yeah, so that's going to leave them. If he's out for you know a couple of weeks after the international break, that's going to leave them, you know, pretty short at the back because I see they got rid of Darmian as well. So I don't really yeah. know. It's it's just very straight. I, I, and this it almost feels like um, the norm now. Like when you watch, like. Six, seven, eight years ago, you you watched Man United play, and you that you would say that you know they were at what Man City and Liverpool standard are now, but they've just slowly just dipped every season, just kind of dipped, and now you don't expect them to win every game. I'm, you know, through the like the nineties and the noughties, they were. They were the team to beat. You know, you, you... they've lost that fear factor. Yes, yeah, they've absolutely lost that. I mean, just just to close this one off, one thing I I noticed um, with the equaliser. So with the Saints' goal, there was nine United players in the box plus the keeper. So there was only one outfield player outside the box, and only yeah, four the, Saints. The head, the head, like he got ahead. I think it was Lindelof, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah he was. All, he was always going to win that. But but there was there was there was ten United players, including the keeper, and only four Saints players in the area when that ball came in, and yeah. he still managed to get ahead of Lindelof. I mean, he was always going to win that header. Um, and in a way, I mean, I think United might have been a bit lucky that Saints went down to ten men. Because I think if it had continued eleven against eleven, I could have. Yeah, I could actually I feel, have seen uh, Saints feel, going on and winning that. I did feel sorry for Hasenhutl, um oh, a little oh, bit. Man, yeah, but um, uh, I mean, a, a point for Saints. It's, it's a good point. United. I don't know what what next. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll move on. So we'll go to the King Power for Leicester v Bournemouth. 
Um, Bournemouth defending for the first goal. Uh, it's almost Leicester of old, wasn't it? I mean, it's a. I, I don't want to say it was a long ball from Chilwell. It was a That's long. It, it was a long, accurate pass. But they were playing say. a high line, Bournemouth. Oh, far too high. Uh, and and it against was almost... someone like Vardy, you, you can't be playing that far up because he will just he will spin off you. Any ball over the top, he'll spin off you, and it. And, you know he's quick, and, and you know there'll be there'll be defenders out there lucky, any defender lucky to catch him once he's gone. But it was almost like the two centre backs. They, it was almost like they looked at each other and thought, <laughs> "You've got <laughs> Vardy's there. We better do something about this." But j- just on Vardy's, so two goals and an assist in that match. Where 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 do you stand with him in England? Is he is he is he, is he still got it? Oh, he's still good. I thought he retired. I thought he wasn't going to be playing anymore for England. I thought that was it. I can't well, remember if he has he retired. He can always change his mind. But he'd be, he'd be probably up there, wouldn't he? Like he's definite. But you, you put him against Rashford at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm picking Vardy. The 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 finish. The the actual obviously when he gets through. You know, most strikers would think to just go up to the keeper, go round it, and go and just pass it in the net. But he was just, he just decided to lob him instead. I was he like, he, oh, scored, he scored a, a similar one. I think when they won the league, I'm sure he saw, scored a similar one against Liverpool. Yeah. But, I mean, it was more of a, a, a well struck volley. I'm not saying that he didn't hit that one um, well, but. The other two, one, sorry, the other Chris. Thing in this, yeah, the other thing in the game was the uh, Telemons. It's a red card. Okay, it's definitely a red card. Why is VAR not looking at that? How is that not clear and obvious? I mean, I like the guy. He's a he's a good player, and he'll do really well for Leicester. But and I'm not. I don't even. I don't even say it was intentional. But why is it not picking that up? I mean, I, I don't want to see players sent off, but it's a red card. I'm right thinking he didn't get booked for that either. Okay, did he even give? Did he give a foul? I don't think he did, no. I don't think mm. anything happened from that, but it was an awful tackle. and It was awful. Uh, just just quickly, to, to wrap this game up, is it inconceivable for Leicester to go top four? With, with, the, with how the uh, other teams, the other so-called big six, and how inconsistent they are... Well, I think at is... the moment, there could be a couple teams. I, I don't... I don't... I think... This season, you're going to have the top two. I think is pretty, going to be pretty obvious, and then I think from third to about eighth, it could be anyone's, literally anyone's at the moment. Uh, I fancy less. I fancy lesser for top six, and I, I don't think it's that crazy to say okay, that they could get in top four. Because um, for me, they're they're pretty solid all the way all the way through, whereas. I um I'm, I mean I'd I'd rather I'd rather have Leicester's midfield and strikers than I would United's I think. Yeah. I remember when Rogers took over at Leicester you weren't that um <laughs> you didn't I'm not a, I'm not a fan <laughs> no but I've got again I've got to sort of swallow my pride a bit. I he's doing a fantastic job there. I'm I'm not his biggest fan no but um yeah, he's he's doing a great job, and I think they're showing the form at the beginning of the season that could carry them through. So uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, but I mean, a good win for Leicester. Bournemouth didn't look great to me. Um, poor defending cost them that game, I think. 
Um, so Everton Wolves. Where do we start with this one? Probably the best game of, of the of the weekend. The well, I think it's two one after fifteen minutes. I think. But here's a stat. I don't know if you've got this one, Chris, and if you have, I apologise. But Wolves have won all six of their European games, their Europa League games this season, but have not won in the Premier League. Yeah. It's the curse of the Europa League. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't a game for for defensive fans, people uh, who, who like the uh, art of defending. I mean, it was that the first goal was probably a prime example um, but there's a mix-up at the back, and I think you know it's not going to be your day when the, the shot is hit into the ground, and it's the fact that it's hit into the ground and bobbles up that it's means it goes in. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I've just got to say about Awobi, because I think we, we, were, about to say that we were quite like, critical we were, of him last week. I thought, had him a... last week and I thought he was one of the best. Uh, uh, if Ricardo Sinan scored twice, I think he was probably the best player on the pitch. Yeah, so. I thought he was. I thought Again, he played really well. because he heard us talking about him, and he was like, I'm not having that. It's same with Salah I the think, other week. I think we've um, given him the, the kick up the backside um, he needed. Sending off. Yeah, two stupid yellow cards. <laughs> two really, really I stupid never, yellow cards. Never understand. If you're on a yellow card, I, I, surely you're going to be more careful. If any, he's still like in caves like that. You're not well, anyway. It's funny you say that, but so you've got Willy Bolly, you've got um, the two yellows at Saints, and then I know we'll talk about it later, but Trezeguet at Villa. All three of them, two yellows, where they were just stupid fouls, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, Amana Traore, oh my God, that guy for Wolves. He's like an NFL running back. He is so quick and so, he's got such like a low centre of gravity that he's almost like impossible to stop. I mean prime example was the first goal if, if you're Everton you just just get the ball out just hit it hit it in Rosette but he gets the ball and then a, f- a few tricks then he's in behind and then across and it's an equaliser um but no it's the defending for me Everton's third goal as well I mean how how on earth he, he was allowed to get that cross in for Richarlison to head it I, I've no idea no, um, not either, was it really? So, no, I think it was yeah, poor. I think it was poor defending. But uh, just back to the the red card. So he's now suspended for the Chelsea game, um, yeah. which isn't great. Um, but Everton doing all right this season. The the goals are starting to scoring goals. Well, they're Something starting to concede it. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to concede again after all those clean sheets. But. Um, I think the Villa game was probably just a bit of a slip up, but Everton Wolves they'll they'll both be there or thereabouts, won't they? They'll they'll yeah yeah. I think be Wolves in contention will pick up. with each hopefully, other. Hopefully not against Chelsea. But after the Chelsea game, they can pick up form. Yeah. Okay. But they might hear that, and then they'll do that. Oh yeah. No, I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Palace v Villa. So, does VAR stand for Villa are robbed, Chris? Do you like that? Villa so this are is, robbed, I, VAR. I'm assuming you are talking about the, the last moments of the game. Yeah, um, I think that, that, that's, that is the talking point. I would say that it was a foul, and 
I think I think they got it wrong and very wrong. At that was time. it a, was it a foul outside the area? But he stayed on his feet because I mean Cahill gave him a bit of a a bit of a wallop as he well. He gave I think. him a whack, um, but. You know, I I don't. And the thing is, if if the referee gives, is he going to give it for the first or the second? You know, I'd, I'm not sure. But well, with VAR, he yeah. should give it for any. No. But I I believe I'm right. What everybody is saying is the reason that we couldn't go to VAR on that one is because he blew his whistle. Yeah, that's um, what they're trying to say. When he'd blown his whistle, so you can't. Yeah. So then the play stops. You you can't go back to review it. I mean, if you're a Villa fan, you're going to be fuming. You aren't feel you? robbed. You're going to feel robbed, aren't you? Um, it, 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 this is the thing. I think VARs had a, a bit of a hammering this weekend as well. See with this decision and the the one in the previous game as well. Um, but you know, move on. I'm yeah, sure, sure they pick up points elsewhere. It's not like they they played. Badly, Villa. You know they did. No, but you, you anything, know VAR is meant to take these decisions yeah, out. Yeah, if, yeah. Villa, if Villa go down by a point, then well, the thing is, they shouldn't. Mate, <laughs> you should have got sent off for starters. They probably would have had a bit more of a chance of winning the actual game. Well, Similar. yeah, it's easy for us to say because yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we don't follow either of them. But yeah, I mean that's. But Palace, Palace in top four. Um, I think. The other thing I took from the game is if if you're on a if I was on a, if I was a professional footballer on a yellow card I would stay as far away from Wilfred Zaha as I possibly could, yeah. because he is he's so quick uh, and he's so skillful that he's just going to almost like skip away from you and you're just going to stick a leg draw, out and yeah. he's draw second the, yellow yeah. and off you go. Um, so we'll go to Man City Brighton. Um, I'm not sure we need to cover Man City anymore we I mean they always score loads and don't let any in but very good <laughs> I guess the... well, let's, just, let's just say that the last thing you want to be doing against Man City is conceding their goal within the first 71 seconds and I think you kind of set the tone of the game by that you know, I think Brighton as well they changed their formation slightly to be a bit more defensive but I think they played three at the back yeah like so no, so it, here's another stat for you, Chris. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm taking all, I'm yeah, taking all your thunder you're probably, away. You're, you're, I've, you're I've got a stat the and then I've got there. a point. Yeah, Go but on. Aguero. So Sergio Aguero's got 170 goals in 243 matches. So better than a goal every other game. But do you know, and he joined. I think he joined City in 2011. Do you know he's only ever finished top scorer once? If you think of all, if you think of all the goals that he scored, he's only ever finished Golden Boot once, which was the fourteen fifteen season where he got twenty six. I, I found that that's good, pretty amazing, yes. really. You've you've got that one. I can I can no, hear I've you not, rubbing it got, out as we talk. Not that um, the other thing, the injury to Laporte. Now it looks it looks pretty serious. Now I don't know what you think about. City's cover at centre back. I mean, admittedly, for the majority of the teams they will play, they'll have so much possession that you could pretty much put anyone at centre back. But when they're playing the bigger teams, I don't. Yeah. I think it leaves them with Otamendi and Stones really yeah. as recognised yeah. centre backs. And I'd say Laporte's one of the 
well, maybe apart from Van Dijk, but he's definitely one of the better centre-halves in the league, if not in Europe. So I think he'll be a big miss for him. Depends how long he's out for. and Because it, it was a tackle he made, wasn't it, on another player, and then he ended up injuring himself. So. Yeah. I think I, I think that the next big test you could see that they have, I think it's Liverpool in November, but they reckon he might be out until past then. So... I guess we just have to wait and see. Um, so, speaking of Liverpool, three 0 winners at Burnley. Again, yeah, sort of with City, pretty straightforward. Yeah, did we, did we expect first, anything else? Yeah, the first twenty twenty five minutes, you know, Burnley actually played quite well, um, but they had a few. They had a couple of good chances. Actually, Barnes was was being a bit of a handful, but. Um, as soon as they got the, the, the first goal. Um, How was that an own goal? Because uh, it it's hit. Been, it's been given. Yeah, I know, but it I don't know how that's been given as but an own it goal. Wasn't, but it wasn't. A, hasn't it got to be a, deemed a shot on target for him to actually have the goal? I thought that was the rule. Mm, yeah, maybe. I just thought it was a well, bit the harsh. Keeper was, the keeper was flapping a bit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, they, it, they were saying he was expecting the cross, so that was why he was off his line. But it was a bit silly. But, but the, the yeah, game, but I don't, I don't even think it was that much of a deflection. But uh, the game, yeah, no, the game that goal, it was as soon as they got that goal, Liverpool felt looked a lot more comfortable. And um, I'm not sure, really too sure what happened with Mane when he was subbed. <laughs> Yeah, he he didn't look very ha- well. They couldn't tell whether he wasn't happy about being subbed or whether it was the fact that Salah didn't pass to him. Oh no, it's all about was... Mo Salah. It's yeah, it's all about it's all about the pass. When he was free, wasn't he? He was open. Yeah. Salah went for the shot, but your man Georgia. Bobby sure. Firmino, first Brazilian to score fifty Premier League goals. It was a good goal as well. It was, yeah, well it was a good goal. But yeah, uh, again. I think you're going to be hearing this a lot this season. City and Liverpool, you know, pretty much dominating their both their games. Um, I think I think we've struggled to look past those two for for the title. Um, so two more games: uh, West Ham, Norwich. West Ham looked pretty good. This um, is yeah. I think Haller looks like a signing. I, I, He's a sort of striker, I think, that they've lacked in recent seasons. I mean, obviously, with their injuries with with Andy Carroll and uh, Chikatito's gone now, He's hasn't gone he? To Sevilla, He's yeah. gone to Sevilla, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all credit to West Ham. How that was not a penalty, I, I, I have no idea. That's another VAR thing from the weekend that I just cannot get my head around it. I don't know yeah. how they're not awarding a penalty for that. Uh, West Ham, um, Norwich. There, it's probably the worst I've seen them this season. But then it's probably the best I've seen West Ham this season. So, you know, I thought and Cruel actually made some really good saves second half. You know, so fair play to him. Yeah, I still think it's funny with the start that Norwich have had, and I think that they're in the bottom three now, which just shows what, what a tough division and what a tough season it's going to be for them. But I, 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 I still think they'll have enough. But um, West Ham, not disappointing. I think there was always the inconsistency around them, but a couple of good displays now. And uh, points on the board, which is good. 
um, which takes us on to Newcastle Watford. So Watford, their first point of the season. Um, Will goal. Hughes, yeah, making he up, can, making up for last can, week. He can score from up. ten yards, but he can't score from a yard. Um, I mean, a bit of a lucky deflection, really. I mean, oh, the, yeah, it, it yeah, broke yeah. to him, but he, he still had to finish it. Um, the equaliser. So, based on the decisions that have been given through VAR uh, so far this season, do you think this one should have should have stood? Because I mean, Lascelles. I mean, it hits his hand. There's no yeah. there's no sort of getting away from it. So, it's tough with these ones when the hand is. Did it? Re- it's just hot. It's it's difficult, really, because the hand has been it's been an inconsistent decision from VAR. I feel throughout this season so far. Um, I don't really think they've have they actually. Is there a clear definition of of what it has to be for it for it to be classed as handball, or is it any any but, but stroke of but, the hand is handball? They're saying clear and obvious, but I mean, if you look at the um, the goal that City had disallowed against Spurs, and then the one for Wolves on the first first yeah. day of the season, I mean, neither of them are clear and obvious, really, or uh, deliberate. I mean, I, I just think there needs to be a little bit of consistency with it. Really, it's either see that if we're going to class all of those types of instances as handball, then they all need to be handball. We can't sort of pick and choose which ones we're going to... It was um, a good finish, though. Yeah, it was a good finish, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Steve Bruce, I mean, they're picking up points, Newcastle. I don't think they're going to sort of set the the league alight, and neither are Watford, really. I don't want to say it was a dull game, but it was a pretty dull game. We spoke about it last. That's never good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, so that, that, that finishes our review of the Premier League action from the weekend uh, and also concludes part one of today's podcast. So in part two, we'll be taking a look at the action from the EFL leagues. Uh, and we've got our weekly Yeovil watch from the National League. Uh, with a live update as well, because Yeovil are actually playing tonight. Uh, then we'll have a look at the predictions challenge special coming up this week. Uh, we'll take a quick look at the Champions League draw. Chris will do his wonders of why, and we'll we'll have a go at answering Pete's teaser. So we'll see you in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, so we're going to start part two with the EFL review. Uh, so we'll start in the championship uh, where Swansea won the battle of the top two uh, at Ellen Road. They beat Leeds 1-0 uh, to move two points clear at the top. So Swansea still undefeated this season and that was their fourth win, fourth win in a row. Uh, and it was the first defeat for Leeds this season and sees them drop to third in the table. Uh, Because of that defeat, Charlton have now moved up to second. They're on 14 points. They won 2-0 away at Reading. West Brom are up to fourth after a 3-2 win over Blackburn. 
Um, Bristol City and Fulham make up the playoff places in fifth and sixth. Uh, both picked up a point in draws at the weekend. At the bottom, really surprising for me, Stoke. They're still rooted to the foot of the table uh, after a 2-1 defeat away at Birmingham, a game in which they were leading. You know, their manager used to play for Yeovil. Well, Nathan that speaks James. volumes. Do you know, he's he's won something like three or four in 26. Something ridiculous. Doing well. Um, <laughs> and I know Jack Butland's been dropped. Um, I don't know if that was to do with some sort of transfer, but I don't believe that he's left in the window. Um, but that's now Stoke's third defeat in a row, and they've only, only managed to uh, accrue one point this season, Huddersfield are in 23rd. They suffered their fourth defeat in a row, losing 2-1 away at Luton. Uh, and they've also just got the single point. And Wigan make up the relegation places after getting their first point since the opening weekend with a 0-0. Zero, zero, what have I said? 0-0. Zero, zero, Nil-nil draw with Barnsley. Um, so Stoke and Huddersfield at the bottom. Mm. I actually tipped uh, Stoke to go up last year after relegation from the Premier League. So, uh, shows what I know. Uh, so, we've gone to League One. Uh, so, Ipswich remain top of the table after their third win in a row with a 3-0 home win against Shrewsbury. Uh, Ipswich are the only unbeaten side in League One. Lincoln are up to second after a 2-0 win at home to Fleetwood. Uh, they're joined on 12 points by Blackball, Coventry and Wickham. Uh, all three teams drew at the weekend. Sunderland are in the last playoff place in sixth, but they lost 3-0 away at Peterborough, which was their first defeat of the season. They ended with nine men after two sendings off. Uh, at the bottom, uh, obviously the news is now confirmed that Berry have been uh, expelled from the Football League. Uh which means that only three teams from League One will be relegated instead of the usual four. Uh, so Bolton, they remain bottom on minus 11 after another defeat. They lost 5-0 away at Gillingham. Uh, Southend are still to get off the mark after their sixth defeat in a row. They lost 3-0 at home to Rochdale. So, I mean, take out the points deduction, Bolton wouldn't be bottom of the league because they've got more no, points than well, South they've, End. They've signed nine players yesterday, so... But, yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully they'll they'll start moving up the table. Um, I mean, I guess the, the first step was to, to stay in business, which they've managed to do, so, so that's something. Uh, Wimbledon, they occupy the final relegation place but did get a point at the weekend with a, a nil-nil draw at home to Wickham. Then there's a two-point gap to Accrington Stanley and Tranmere, who sit just above the relegation zone. Uh, so that's Championship and League One. Over uh, so to you, Chris, for League yeah, Two. League Two. Uh, Exeter remain top. Um, they beat 10 men Mansfield by a goal to nil. Uh, Newport, who have started well this season, have moved up to second after a nice away win against Forest Green. Um, Crew are in third after they beat Bradford by two goals to one. Uh, Grimsby beat Walsall uh, to move up to fourth. So Grimsby struggled last season, so obviously turn things around there. Uh, fifth are Swindon after they beat Morecambe by three goals to one. 
all the goals in that game and that 3-1 game came within the first 20 minutes. So it was a good first 20 minutes there. Plymouth moved down to 6th as they lost 3-1 to Northampton. And Maxfield in 7th as they drew 2-0 with Stevenage. Uh, Saucy after the news um, of Bury uh, being expelled. There's only one team that are going to be relegated from League 2. Um so that's Scunthorpe at the moment. They remain bottom after they lost at home uh, by goal to nil against Carlisle. Um, but just above them, Stevenage managed to score their first goals of the season against Macclesfield. So they finally registered two goals this season. So, yeah. So, yeah, good news if you're at the bottom of League 2. Uh, there is only one team that is going to be relegated. So... Lucky I don't think they've, how does that work with teams coming up then? I don't know. Or does that not change for the National League? No, there'll still be two teams going up, I believe. I don't think that's going oh, to Oh, okay. Change. But I suppose because there's only three coming down, it evens itself yeah. out. Okay. Uh, so, Yeovil, uh, the weekend, a great win, finally. <laughs> um, obviously, after a few defeats, uh, it was good to see them win. Uh, they won by three goals to one. Uh, against Notts County. Uh, so that was the other team that went down with them last season. Um, and they've moved back up to 12th. Uh, so, yeah, a, a big positive, that win. And hopefully they can push on from that. Uh, they are playing tonight. They're playing Sutton United tonight at home. Uh, that one is nil-nil. But from what I can see, they are dominating the game. So hopefully they'll uh, be able to get a goal in the second half. But... Yeah, a positive week so far for Yeovil. Um, a few more players brought in on loan as well. Uh, so, we'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, get three points tonight. It's certainly a couple of wins in that league sort of certainly changes the uh, yeah well, they'll, the they'll complexion go up, for they'll you. They've got so. a few places if they win tonight. So, fingers crossed. Right. Okay. So that's the. Uh, lower league summary so we're just going to move on to predictions so uh the wives have had their go chris um <laughs> they, they won they might have won both rounds um i feel like i can Let's move on to next of, week <laughs> well i feel like i can sort of mildly gloat because you lost you came third in both weeks at least i came second I've just given um, everyone a bit of a head start, I so. so yeah, you're currently languishing second bottom of the of the table. But so that's the far. thing, I can't I can't finish bottom. It is it is impossible that I finish bottom. Because of Lewis. Yeah. Good old Lewis. Thanks for taking part, Lewis. Um so this week, double header. So there's no Premier League or championship action, but we've still got um predictions for the league one and league two games so john is taking part in that for us he's been badgering us for a couple of weeks uh in a good way in a good way uh (laughs) yeah yeah. john so so john's john's doing the league ones for us this this weekend um and then we've got a bonus round with international matches so i think they're all euro qualifiers chris yeah yeah they i didn't i didn't pick any friendlies so i thought that would be a bit okay silly. so yeah they're, um, all, they're all qualifiers for uh 2020 okay do we want to talk about your san marino error quickly when you when you submitted your predictions yeah, you had so san marino <laughs> winning 
If it wasn't for my eagle eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could have been a bit embarrassing. They'll probably win 4-0 now. Biggest win in their history. Uh, and it'll be me with, with egg on my face. So. That would be impressive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so so two rounds of predictions this weekend. So we will, as we normally do, the results will be out after the matches. Um, you can go to uh, our website at www.vftsl.co.uk where we've got all the predictions details. So uh, the table and all the, the weekly results are on there. So the table... Makes for interesting reading. Um, obviously, each week as it goes by, we get we get more people added to it, and it becomes even more interesting. Um, so, uh, let's move on to we'll just talk about the Champions League draw quickly that yeah. happened last yeah. Thursday. So, I think from the perspective of the English teams, I think they'll all be pretty happy. I think Liverpool and City, especially. Oh, yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, they got Napoli again. Um, that would be their only. I can't really see Salzburg or Genk really putting up much of a, of a fight against them. And, and City don't, as well. Don't Man City always get shocked out, don't they? They seem to play they, yeah, them a little bit all but, the time. Um, but they, I would say, City have probably got the easier group out of them all. Atlanta, I don't think have ever been in the Champions League before, so. And Dynamo Zagreb and Shakhtar Donetsk. I don't think the the draw could have been more favourable for Man City. Um, no, I'd agree. The, Chelsea have got a tricky group. You got Ajax, think... Valencia, and Lille. I think they're all sort of the same. The same sort of um, how do you put it? You know, they're the, the same. If you were doing it on star rating, they would be the same star. I think all three. I think all four teams are. You know, especially how Chelsea are playing at the moment. It's going to be a tough group. I think it will be tough. Some of those games are probably going to be tough. I think uh, it's interesting because, I mean, Ajax aren't the team they were last year. Um, and then when you look at Valencia, they, they had a really strong end to last season. They, I think they won the Copa del Rey um, and had a really yeah. good end to the, to the campaign, obviously finishing in the Champions League places. So I think that could be tricky. Um that's that's probably the group that I that I think will be closest. Yeah, I think. I mean, f- for Spurs, I think. I, think I don't think they should necessarily group. be a. Yeah, I don't think we should be afraid of Munich. Um, but I would certainly see Spurs and Bayern Munich being the two teams that progress from that group. Can we um, say a prayer for Slavia Prague as well, Barcelona, Dortmund, and Inter in their groups? <laughs> oh, ouch! Yeah, that is that is. <laughs> <laughs> not that is tough for them, but is it? no but uh, Madrid and PSG obviously drawn together as well I mean there's going to be some really really good ties yeah. in in the Champions League but I think it, it, it always gets interesting when you get to the knockout stages doesn't it I mean if I'm a Liverpool or City fan I'm not really getting overly excited about the group stages uh, to group, be honest I think group, it's going to be pretty uh, Group G it's got Zenit Benfica, Lyon, and, and Leipzig, and uh, you think that's that's going to be a close group as well. Um, so you know, two teams from there going through to the knockouts. You know, I'm very happy with that. But yeah, yeah, good draw. Yeah, decent draw. Play. Yeah, decent draw all round. I think. Um, so we'll move on to your feature, Chris. The wonders of what? 
You've, you've not, please you've, blow our mind with you've, your stats you've from this week. You've not stepped on my toes at all. But although the, the, the first one is a Jamie Vardy-related um, stat. Uh, so Jamie Vardy has been directly involved in 14 goals in 14 Premier League games under Brendan Rodgers. That's 12 goals and two assists. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, on two previous occasions, Chelsea have been in the same Champions League group as Valencia. The Blues have reached the final. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal have recorded 13 errors leading to goals in the Premier League since the start of last season. That is the most by any club. And in fact, Leno has made the most of any player with six of those faults. So we were saying how shaky their defence is. And here's one for you. This one is... So Dusan Tadic, remember him? Yeah, Ajax used to be... So Dusan Tadic is the first Ajax player to score seven consecutive Eredivisie games since Raphael van der Vaart in 2001. Hmm. He he takes their penalties, didn't he? He was crap at Southampton, wasn't he? Let's not, you know. I don't know. I don't know whether he was or not. I just kind of think that maybe he wasn't playing in the right team. But look, Van der Vaart. I'm sure. I'm sure Tadic. Recent game, he. I'm sure that he had like. Well, he took three or four penalties in the same game. There was there was a crazy stat about that. I don't know. I love my stats. Have a, look for, yeah, have a look for that next week. Great. Next week. Good stats there, Chris. Thank you. That's, imp- that's impressive. Yeah. Um, and a feature that's going really well. I think that we're all learning. Every day's a school day when we um, when we get your, your stats. Um, so, last thing to do this week is to return to Pete's teaser. Uh, so, which team in Premier League history has lost the most matches? So I guess who have we got that's been in it the whole the whole time? United, United, uh, Everton, uh, Everton, Top. Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool. Liverpool. But they're teams that have always see. This is the difficulty with this one because they're teams that have always been in and around the top so you would imagine that each season they don't lose a lot and you've got to think there might be teams like Newcastle as well I know they've gone down twice but in in those seasons that they've gone down they probably lost 16, 17, 18 games at least so yeah uh, but even teams like Derby I mean Derby have been sort of back in Sort of 10, 15 years ago, they were pretty regular in the Premier League and they lost a lot of matches when they went down. Um, um, West Ham? Well, I'll tell you what. God, do you know what? I was just about to give you who I thought it was and then you've thrown West Ham into the mix. I, I'm going to go Everton. That would be yeah. my guess. My guess would be Everton. Now, I'm with you on this one. I, I think it is Everton, because I think I've actually seen this one before, and I, uh, at least probably a year ago, and I think it was pretty close then between Everton and West Ham. So, 
unless one of them has lost more in the last year, it could be West Ham. Mm. The, re- the re- reason I'm going Everton is because that was the first team we said about ones that have been in the Premier League since yeah. the start. I'm going to stick. I'm, I'm, if, if you would allow, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with Everton. Yes. Well, I, 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 well, last time I checked a year or so ago, it, it was Everton. Um, so... We better uh, check again. I'm going to go with Everton on this one. And so uh, Newcastle are third with 342 losses. West Ham are second with 365. And Everton are first with 366. So, so, they, are are f- one, so they are one ahead. We are four for four. Yeah. Uh, We're getting pretty good at this. Tottenham are fifth, by the way. Nah. Tottenham have lost more nah, Premier League games than Southampton, Sunderland, Blackburn, Middlesbrough, Fulham, Bolton. This isn't the so, question. So, that oh, wasn't sorry. the question. We, I got carried away. We, we don't need to. We, we don't need to know. We don't need to know about <laughs> Spurs' shortcomings. Um, Okay, so, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, I guess we should point out that we're not here next week. No, we've both been called up we are, in national duty, so yeah, we're not going to be here. We are, we, are, we, are, we are the water boys for, for, for the England team. Uh, no, we just, we just give ourselves a week off uh, due to the international break. Um, so, as obviously we've mentioned, the, the predictions is still running. Uh, so we'll still be we'll still be posting all the updates uh, from that over the weekend. Um, actually, I think some of the games are Monday. Is that right, Chris? Uh, so the, the international, international so... the international games are running from Friday to Monday. Um, okay. Just because but... because some of the games were a bit too obvious, so it was I wanted to pick ones that looked like that there was going to be a half decent competition in. So yeah, yeah. but we'll. We'll we'll get we'll get the results out on on social media once once the games are done. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, episode four in the bag. Uh, yeah. And like I said, we won't be here next week, but we'll be back the week after for a full full episode, full Premier League review. I know Spurs have got Palace at home. So you've got Wolves. So away. hopefully that will be three points. Wolves uh, away. Yeovil um, still nil nil. Come on, you. So, uh, yeah, you can do it. Okay, so uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. See you later.